Welcome, movie fans. We are back for Anatomy of a Movie. We're talking Gabrielle Copperthwaite's new film, Megan Levy. Stay tuned. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Anatomy of a Movie. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Popcorn Talk Network. We are here talking Megan Levy on our Anatomy of a Movie show, starring uh, Kate Mara and directed by Gabrielle Copperthwaite's great film. I'm excited to get talk about it. I'm your host, Marissa Serafini. You can follow me on Twitter at Serafini TV. Joining me, I have... Dimitri. Dimitri. <laughs> Remember? <laughs> Returning it's, face. It, uh, yeah. Hey, movie fans. What's going on? I'm very excited uh, to talk about Megan leaving. I'm tonight. very yeah. excited about this film. I mean, we can, let's get into overall um, thoughts of it. Dimitri, I want to hear you. Well, I, I actually think that Megan Levy is uh, probably the most em- emotionally impactful film that you'll see. And probably one of the best movies uh, that you're going to see this summer season. Uh, I think director Gabriella Copperthwaite has delivered a movie that, to me, um, personally, is as worthy uh, as is as worthy as Wonder Woman is for the discussion of women storytellers, women directors. Uh, I think this movie is that good. I think it's equally as good. With with the exception that Megan Levy is a real live Wonder Woman, a real life person, uh, I think Copperthwaite has produced a movie that goes beyond. It goes beyond for me. This movie went beyond the relationship between like man and animal, um, and and on top of that, it was never trite. Woman that, and animal. Woman and animal. <laughs> man, yeah, I didn't. You know, I'm, I'm going all sexes. Right. Um, it's never trite. As sometimes those animal bonding movies can be. They can be trite and fluffy, but not here. Uh, Instead, this movie really thematically goes deep and tackles some, I thought, I thought they were amazing issues. Um, We look at one's purpose or place in the world after a great loss. It goes into the purpose in life and, of course, bonding with whether it's a human connection or an animal connection. Uh, it's it's all about that. And that, to me, was was a fascinating uh, take in looking at this movie because, you know, obviously the big relationship is between uh, Megan Levy and her dog Rex, but it's also about trying to find a human connection. The reason why she bonded with this is because this character was so lost uh, in a world after a huge loss. Uh, in her life. So I really found that that was a great play. Um, listen, Kate Mara, I think, has delivered her, like an amazing best performance of her career in this movie. Um, she seems so comfortable in this role, uh, playing, you know, real life hero Megan Levy. And there was that's no small task when you think about that in, in in playing a real person what you have to live up to i thought her performance earns the audience's affections and more importantly emotions mm-hmm. that she was tremendous and by extension we care by loving her so much we care for rex equally as much and i think it's because of her performance so 
you know, she saved, you know, by extension, Rex, the bomb-sniffing dog, who not only saves many lives, but she also saves the soul of Megan Levy. And I love that as well. Um, I think even with its PG-13 movie, this is a war movie as well, the setting of war. And Copperthwaite still delivers some, some heart-pounding suspense, you know, we'll, we'll talk about a motorcycle backfiring scene or at a bomb, ch- you know, at a mm-hmm. checkpoint. I thought that that was really amazing. And again, we're talking PG-13. Um, you know, I, I was also happy to see, of all people, Tom Felton right. in this movie, right? I mean, he actually played a sympathetic character for once. I mean, it would have took a lot of courage to, to hire him because he's always playing a jerk. And I thought he was, like, really, really so good in this movie. So I say thanks to Gabriella Copperthwaite for introducing us to Megan Levy and showcasing that cinematic hero can exist beyond the page of a comic book. I think it was a fantastic movie, one of my favorites this summer, and probably... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline for the year yeah no i i completely agree i was telling everybody about this movie when um i I left it it was so good it's a solid film i think the acting was amazing the writing the story knowing it's based off of a true story and a true woman um going through something uh of this nature with you know first of all you have like a, a woman protagonist which like i'm always a big fan of and but you, the the lessons and the emotional um, turns that this movie takes, but also learning the lessons of you can learn the best lessons in life not from a person but from animals, and that's what I really connected to. I personally am a big dog fan, and I tend to go see all movies involving dogs, whether they're great or bad, or and somehow I always set myself up to go see the sad movies, which I love. And I think this movie does such a great job of telling a story that not a lot of people know of because it is a woman in in the trenches of doing um and going everything going through everything that this woman went through um i enjoy uh we've talked about it in other anatomies um i enjoy the movies that tell a story that a lot of people don't know of and this is one of the stories that i didn't know of but because it was so well done um from gabriella copperthwaite and her narrative of this i wanted to go see her other films um and I mean, Gabrielle Copper, they probably gained her her most uh, recognition for Blackfish documentary, um, which I finally just saw <laughs> last night. Um, it took me a while to watch it because I knew the, the heavy content in it. But this movie was so good. Megan Levy was so good that I wanted to watch other stuff that just the director has done. Right. Which And we're, we're in a time of Hollywood where women are coming becoming bigger characters and bigger stars and getting bigger stories and this is a real story um you can't write this and and i think that's that was the beauty of this film except it's not being talked as much about exactly. um and that to me is a shame that that is a travesty we talked about this in wonder woman because there is a, a hypocrisy in hollywood 
Um, and again, I, I hate to, well, I don't hate to be because this movie proves me right uh, to an extent where Wonder Woman, I said, if Wonder Woman only made $40 million, we wouldn't be really talking about it that much. And I'm not taking away from Patty Jenkins at all. What she and that crew accomplished is fantastic, right? They made a really good, solid uh, commercial movie, and it's great. This movie is really great, too. And in us, I believe it has commercial sense, uh, fantastic commercial sensibility. You have a fantastic female protagonist, as you said. And even more importantly, you have a woman director who really puts this together in such a way that it's never insulting to the audience. Every emotion that happens in this movie is very well earned. And as a storyteller, it's fantastic. And we should be praising this movie and talking about this movie as much as we're talking about Wonder Woman. Um, it needs to be given the love that, say, a Wonder Woman movie uh, is given. I understand it's, it's, it's released by Bleecker Street. They're not Warner Brothers. I get that. But still... The importance of this movie uh, and what it showcases, it goes to say, I believe that women can tell amazing stories, whether it's comic book heroes, real life heroes, horror movies, comedies. This is a shining example of great storytelling, um, mm -hmm. you know, and it just it worked on it. I was so surprised as to how good it was and how involved I got into this story. So uh, it's, it hasn't happened a hell of a lot this summer. Yeah. And I think the great thing about this film, there's really not one point in the film I disliked. You know, um, I feel like in other films you can always point out that one thing that you're like, it was great, but this also happened. You know, I felt this movie was solid through and through. Um, just about every scene I enjoyed, the acting, whether it be the writing or, you know, the actual execution of it. And also the just like the idea that this um well also just like portraying of marines mm -hmm. because you know marines is very it's it can be patriotic hence i'm wearing my very patriotic shirt for those who are turning into itunes i'm wearing a very american type of shirt um but like not once did they showcase the marines in a negative light um, yeah. i think uh, it is a um a heavy topic if you're going to go into the war in the environment that they were thrown into but I still think it showed everything in a very positive light, in a realistic light. Mm -hmm. It wasn't sugar-coated whatsoever. No, not, I mean, outside of it being BG-13, but as I said in my, you know, in my review, I don't think it hindered the suspense of a war, of a war movie. It was obvious that they were masking language um, and such. This, look, I think that this movie should be shown at high schools. Mm -hmm. I, I really do. It um, can be. Because again, this is above and beyond your 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 man and animal type of story. This goes above and beyond. It goes. It, it tells of a story of a woman's journey, so to speak, and discovery all through the ravages of war and what it takes, and her her bonding, her love for an animal, which helps open up her heart more because it's so closed at the beginning of this movie. Um, and then her tenacity and her perseverance to get Rex back uh, into her life and what that means. Again, it should be shown to students at, at on the high school level. Uh, it is PG-13, so it's safe. I, I think that summer camps should take field trips to go see Megan Levy. It's also like a therapeutic type mm -hmm. of film. 
you can you can definitely get therapy out of it. watching like because having this bond with Frax was therapy for her. Absolutely. And that's um that's what I enjoyed. There's so, so many aspects to that you can relate to 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 one's own personal life mm-hmm. as as well. So that's why I think it's universal it transcends and and as much as I loved Wonder Woman, right? I came into this movie really not knowing what I was going to get. And boy, when I came out, I was I was floored. I was, and I think that's that's amazing. You know, I love that feeling of good cinema. Yeah, um, that's interesting. You, you said you didn't really know much about going uh, about this film going into it. I personally, I saw the trailers for yep. this a couple months ago. I was like, I was already sold just um, just on the trailer. Knowing it was a a, a dog um, movie. Um, like knowing it was a, this fight for you know this animal, um, which like already, I was like yes, Marissa going to see that. Um, so let, let's talk to the development and how this film actually got started. Um, actual Megan Levy, the woman herself, she walked into the LD Entertainment production mm-hmm. offices and actually told her story. And the producers that were all involved were so moved by it that they um, and like just knowing that. There was this remarkable story about a Marine's perspective with her and her dog. They were on board immediately. Yeah. They were like, we have to tell the story. Mm-hmm. And it's it, and it's a very unique story as well. And I think it transcends, uh, I believe there was a book, or she may have written a book, too. Um, um, yeah, there there is a book um, called Sergeant Rex, the Unbreakable Bond Between a Marine and His Military Dog, which was yeah. actually published by... Um, uh, a man named Dowling, and mm-hmm. who was the the first trainer of Rex. Right. Um, but it, it talks about the book. I read a little bit about it. Um, the book covers the first years of Rex, and right. Megan was one of the second handlers. Yeah, and you know, so I, I just think that there's a very unique story to tell because it hits on so many humanistic levels. Whether you're male or female, <laughs> it just really and that's and that's what makes this story. Um, I think special and so you can tell that if you're going to tell this story to producers of course it's there's no easy pitch in Hollywood but I can understand why it may have grabbed some people to say yeah let's 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 get this done let's find some let's find some screenwriters and um, yeah let's work on this and, and have it and, and put it together. Right. Also, so in like the that. time where, like, Megan Levy told this story, this was a time when women weren't allowed in the front lines during war. But because Megan Levy was part of the canine unit and she had a canine uh, dog with her, that she was allowed to go to the front lines, which is a, a rare thing. Yeah. And, a, and a, well, even according to the, to the movie itself, um, when she was tasked with going out on a mission she was said well i thought i wasn't allowed to go on a mission it's like we don't have anybody else you're up you know yeah. you gotta go um you know and that was a fantastic scene too um and again i can't i can't say enough about kate mara's performance in this movie um and i think part of it too not only well mark mark Liddell. uh who's the ceo of ld entertainment had worked with her before um and uh, with Jack and Bobby, and and I remember her Jack and Bobby. Do you remember that show? It was a very short-lived mm-hmm. television yeah. show. It was about the young years of Jack Kennedy and, and Bobby Kennedy as brothers, and Kate Mara was a love interest. 
And she was great in that show. She was fantastic. Obviously, she goes in the House of Cards, and that show has become so, so, so popular. Right. And she's been in a lot of movies. But this one really showcased her talents, um, I think, greatly. Do you remember the science fiction movie we saw her in? We talked about the, Morgan last year. Oh, Morgan, that was Morgan. last year. Yeah. yeah. She was good, but this movie, I think she just showcased. Yeah, she like, nails it in this movie. I, I'm definitely a fan of Kate Mara's work. Um, she is a fantastic actress. Um, also for the development, because this is... Uh, they got Gabrielle Capperthwaite, who's known no. for documentaries. And she's actually have never told a... A narrative full a story. A yeah, a scripted story. Scripted narrative. Sure. But um, the the managers and agents are approached, uh, approached Copperthwaite, and um, she was nervous because she hasn't done narrative, but uh, she she was definitely interested in doing it, doing this, and, and telling it. And um, back when Black she created Blackfish, uh, Kate Mara actually reached out to Copperthwaite uh, years ago, because Kate Mara was, you know, a fan of Blackfish, right. and they actually worked together, and then that that's kind of also helped convince Gabrielle to come on board on this. Right? Yeah, it was it was Mara's uh, recommendation, and by meeting Copperthwaite, a uh, little followed up with that and said she's perfect for this, and she really, you know, it's it's interesting to come from documentary going into scripted feature, and if you're going to do that transition. You, you, you want to pick, it, it could be tough. You don't want to pick the wrong project, you know, especially if you want to continue to work, you know. And, and working with Kate Mara and Liddell, everybody, there was a lot of TLC going mm-hmm. into making sure that Megan Levy's story was told correctly. And you can tell that they, they all bonded and they worked tremendously together, I think. And I think that Gabriella got, she really pulled the best performance out of Kate Mara. Yeah. Like, literally, this is the most comfortable I've seen Kate Mara on screen. And she was able to emote. She never overplayed it. Uh, it was just beautiful. It really was. Yeah. It's a movie to behold in and, that sense. And even though the Gabriella hasn't worked with, you know, a scripted full narrative, she does have experience in telling a real-life story. Mm-hmm. Which, and I think that also helped with the storytelling of this and executing it because Megan Levy's story is true. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think that helped ease her into the just the directing Absolutely. and the execution of this film. Um, but yeah, so for for the script, they, you know, Kate, uh, sorry, Kate, uh, Meg, <laughs> Megan, the, the real life Megan, she told her story. And they had um, Pamela Gray, who's known for conviction. Um, they met with Megan Levy and like, helped adapt this this story and um they also got annie momolo and tim lovestead incorporated the characters um into the the real story that they portrayed right the real life comrades and uh so we'll, we'll get into their um um, a moment where we talk about like the the real life megan levy compared to the film version. sure um but a lot of things do in in sense match up, but what did you think of the writing? Um, having the execution of a real life story being portrayed well, now, on screen, I thought the writing was was again. I think it was it was very sharp. And number one, to make this work, you really have to you have to make it very humanistic, okay? And you have to ground it in you have to make it very realistic and humanistic. As I said, there have been other movies about the bonding 
between man's best friend and, and whatnot. And sometimes it just it goes so for the cutesy part of it, right? Mm-hmm. This movie never did this. It really stayed on point with it being human. You see Megan Levy at the beginning of this movie as a, as a broken character. She's t- checked out of life and socialization. And what's going to bring her in? And I almost took it as if it was very interesting. She just happens to come by. She sees these Marines going into her recruitment office and she's like, okay, I'll give it, a, you know, maybe this could be good for me. And not knowing where that journey was going to take her, but knowing that she needed to get out of the situation she was in or else she was going to become nothing or even worse. So I thought from a script wise, from script wise, I thought it was really on point. And then building relationships with once she gets into the Marine Corps, I thought it was very brilliant. Um, and the way scenes, you know, you have to show war. You're you're a war movie. So how do you do this, right? And how do you, PG-13, how do you do this by building, showing, being graphic, right? But I felt like I was there. So I think with script, when you're a couple of, with your production team and your director and, and, and performers, I thought it was just on point. There was nothing that I said didn't jive like you were like you were saying i you didn't there wasn't anything in this movie you didn't like there was nothing in this movie where i said hmm really right. that nothing at all i bought every everything was earned on on a great emotional level yeah and i'm talking about the writing um and so some of the differences um the real life megan levy said 9-11 was basically the the pivotal uh, catalyst of why she joined the Marine, and she she wanted to do something that was, you know, meaningful. And uh, she wanted to pick the Marine branch, which is arguably, like, the hardest branch, uh, the most difficult one to, you know, train for and go through, because um, she said it's it's all or nothing. So she right. she joined the Marine for that, mostly because of 9-11 happened. And, uh, and for the film, it they wrote that this character, her, her closest friend, passed right. away. But the way that they made it or wrote it out it was very humanistic. People can relate to having loss in their life oh, and, and wanting to do something to make you feel better or like um, make you have purpose in life. Mm-hmm. And even though the you know the story of this friend is somewhat fabricated, I didn't mind it because it made it believable that Megan in the film started off as such a low place in her life. Right. This movie is about connection it didn't bother me well because we never met this friend right so we never met this person but we know i mean when you when you focus on loss which is which is universal um knowing in my heart knowing recently i can i can it's very relatable um so wanting and trying to make human connection and thinking that you can't make connection that is a very low point. And, and that's why I liked the framework of it all. Because ultimately, that's what this movie becomes. So if you had had it as 9-11, that gives it a very patriotic stamp, for sure. Mm-hmm. I want to do my part, right? Again, I, I'm not going to... I don't want to disparage or do anything like that. Many people did that, right? And, you could, and not just 9-11, but of like course. when World War II, when Pearl Harbor happened, that uh, enlisted absolutely. so many people wanted to enlist. You know? So that's a great way to go, too. 
But I like the because to me this movie ends up being a movie of connection, right? And and finding your connecting with yourself and being able to open your heart up again. I didn't mind that framework whatsoever. In fact, I found it to be smart. I find it to be very smart that we don't meet the friend that it's just discussed. Mm-hmm. Um, so that because that's how we meet Megan Levy and we find out through exposition. Yeah, I, th- I think the writing, even finally explaining the friend, because we, I, I think they did a great job of setting up this friend who we never saw, because we know that Megan started at a low place. She had a loss in her life. But what happened, um, the slow buildup of this unseen character and making it relatable that the fact that this also could have been Megan, she was part of the situation. Right. It could have been her. Um, that the whole line, she's like, I woke up and he didn't. Um Something like that. That that hits you because she was a part of this situation, so she felt responsible for Mm -hmm. um, this loss in her life, and I think that's also relatable to a lot of people. Absolutely, yeah. It. I think it's important in a movie like this too, because there have been, as you said, there have been so many war movies where there is that patriotism, that jingoism that goes along, Mm -hmm. right? And this movie could have gone down that route. Fine, and I still think that the bond between between Megan and Rex would still have been there, right? But I think it's more from a from a humanistic emotional point. Don't make it so jingoistic, right? Don't make it so patriotic. Make it a little bit more universal. And that's to me what makes the movie shine because this isn't just a warm movie. This isn't just a a woman bonding with her dog. It's so much more that that you can take teenagers to go see this movie and i think everybody it's a great date movie it transcends there's a humanistic connection to the film you don't have to be in the marines to understand this yeah and just have to be human and don't misunderstand me it's not the patriotism isn't a humanistic thing it's very much so and megan levy embodies that as a woman to their point too i don't know of any war or outside of zero dark 30 which Jessica Chastain, uh, you know, she she's a she's the lead in that movie, right? Directed by Catherine film. Bigelow. There aren't that many war movies where a woman is the lead, the person that we're following, the protagonist that we're following through. When when you think about it, I'm sure. There might be some Well, there's not like many women in the actual physical trenches of doing, you know, at True. the front lines, mm-hmm. dealing with everything. Absolutely. You usually see men. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, you had Zero Dark Thirty, you had men going on to the mission, taking out Osama. Um, it, even in the Heart Locker, you're following men. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, again, like, that's why I say there aren't, I again, outside yeah, of Zero Dark rare to see Thirty... Yeah, I'm like not, military films right. about women. Yeah, that have like, women. Outs- closest one I can think of is G.I.J. Sure, Private Benjamin. Yeah, you know, yeah. Pri- Private Benjamin is a great Goldie Hawn uh, Academy Award winning uh, movie uh, as well. But yeah, I mean, when you're taking the lead like that, uh, Megan Levy for sure uh, is someone to be admired upon. 
uh, for her courageousness and courage and patriotism. So I'm not belittling that, but I do enjoy that the writing wanted to take a humanistic approach to this and not let's let's not war is there. This is set in war. But we're not going because of the rah-rah, I need to do something for my country. I need to do this for myself. Mm-hmm. So and a that great to me story is very special. came out of it. Uh, yes. Let's talk about how Kate Mara and her character and like her, her portrayal of Megan Levy and how she got involved with it. So um, the LD, like you were saying earlier, LD Entertainment CEO Mickey Liddell um, knew Kate because they worked on Jack and Bobby together. And they sent the script to Kate. And two days later, they actually met for breakfast and when Kate read the script she said she bawled her eyes out which like understandably so but then uh, later on that uh, they uh, she she says Mary remembers her gut reaction to this screenplay I bawled my eyes out the thing I love so much about Megan's journey is that she starts off kind of lost but when she comes uh, when she becomes a Marine she meets this incredible incredible animal she finds her purpose and uh, that's that's what I love. And uh, so during the meeting, she came in, and within five minutes, um, he he said, I, "I'm hiring her." Right. Liddell said, "I'm hiring her." So, yeah. Yeah, and they couldn't have gone with a better choice. This is where casting again, uh, credit be th- you know credit need to be shown on the casting of bringing her in, loving it, being behind it. Obviously, there was an amazing communication between her and Gabriella um, as well. So she was just perfect for this role. I do think it's right now it's it's the best performance of her career, regardless of how many episodes of House of Cards she was in. This one movie, I think, just just showcases the strength of an actress that she is. She was fantastic. Yeah, and Kate Mara herself is a devoted dog owner and big animal advocate herself. And um, because of Blackfish, she developed this relationship with Gabriella and got Gabriella on board. They met a few times, and and um, she, uh, Kate Mara says, Gabriella and I talked about different ways we can continue the fight for animals, and she really wanted to work with her because... Uh, Gabrielle is one of Kate Mara's heroes, so she right. suggested Gabrielle to get yeah. on board. Yeah. And and to tell this amazing story. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, I enjoy that because now watching Blackfish, that had, like, such an impact um, and, and reaction from people. like And telling a true story that is, unfortunately, like, everything that was involved, what happened... It left an impact, and people actually reacted. To yeah, it. look, Gabriella's Copperthwaite with Blackfish. She she basically brought a corporation, that being SeaWorld, to its knees. They were forced to rethink their strategies. They no longer have a Shamu show, and many can point and say that it was because of Blackfish. Um, again, the storytelling behind it and what it does. Is, is is shocking it, and it reaches to an emotional level that you you are f- it, it brings to light things like that you're amazed that because you go to a theme park to have fun and you never realize everything behind everything it. behind the scenes and again I have to focus on the fact and much was said about Blackfish when it came out okay mm-hmm. I can't say that there wasn't attention given to the movie but I still think as a director, attention should be given to Gabriella Copperthwaite 
for what she was able to accomplish as a filmmaker then and what she continues to accomplish now. This is why I cannot say enough about Megan Levy, because we are in this world of Wonder Woman this summer, and so many people are gushing, and it's great. I like what it's doing, but hey, folks, there's somebody else in the scene as well, and you got to really, you got to go support that, because it's the only way that Hollywood is going to, it's the only way that things are going to get better. You got to support it across the board. Don't just focus on a genre of movie. Focus it across the board. So that's why you got to focus on Megan Levy and Gabrielle as a, as a storyteller. Because I bet you, I bet you that she has plenty more stories to tell. Mm-hmm. And that whether they're scripted or not, she could do an amazing job as to putting it together. You know? So, yeah. Yeah, no. I can't say enough. I can't agree more. Um, so let, let's talk more about Kate Merritt and her portrayal of yeah. Megan Levy. She did... Yeah, Kate actually went through a boot camp style regimen um, to to like learn the process of becoming a Marine, and she right. she talked um, to veteran military consultant James D. Dever, mm-hmm. um, who uh, who is also a consultant on other big films. Like he he's worked on Jarhead, American Sniper, which was you know highly acclaimed. So yes. like, he he knows what he's Huge. what he's talking about, and th- yeah, they worked together um, through the process. And Kate actually wore the sixty five pound bag. Yep. Um, during you know uh, during all the scenes, and Kate's a tiny person. <laughs> yeah. So, but she went for it. Again, that goes to the strength I think of direct the bond between director and actor. There was again there wasn't a time where I didn't believe Kate Mara as a soldier. Okay, and it's one thing to be ha- handling the dog, um, but it's another thing to be handling a gun, right? It's got to be believable. And there wasn't a time that I could look at her. I said, nah, I don't know if she's really Kate Merrick can play a soldier. She pulled it off. And there were a couple of scenes, too, where she stood up for her and her dog, you know, and she was like, great. There was a there's a great scene uh, in the movie where they were taking a break and they're like, hey, like, Levy, mm-hmm. you know, can, can, are you still on break? Dude? She goes, you know, no, it's it's only two hours. It's 120. She said, with, yeah, all due respect, with all due respect, it's 120 degrees and we've been, yeah. been at this for two hours. Yeah, we've been at this so for two yeah, hours. we need a break. Yeah, we need a break. But then the beauty of that scene, again, is the camera like sort of pans up, goes over the mm-hmm. car and you see how many red flags were there and you're like it's like yeah shut up give him a break um the way she didn't deserve it yeah the way that that scene was choreographed so to speak is is great but you believe her you know you you can believe that she could be one of the guys and playing cards with them too that was another Mm -hmm. great thing with kate mara well i think that's that's also the thing i think kate mara does a great job of like standing on her own she is a strong actress that she can stand on her own she doesn't need a male next to her for her to shine she can shine her own absolutely she is that strong and she can stand toe to toe exactly you just like she can play cards with someone she can have wit and like put someone in their place Mm -hmm. and that's what I enjoy too because just the the person Megan Levy alone was strong enough. Right. Now add a dog to it, which makes it a whole nother level of amazing. Yeah. Um so good. Yeah. <laughs> like and, I'm just reveling it, this movie. Well, 
I, I, I enjoyed how, um, again, she's, even when she joins the Marines and gets through boot camp, she's still lost. She's still a lost soul. She's accomplished boot camp, and sure, it's made her more physically fit, maybe a little bit mentally, a little more mental prowess, but there's still something missing in her life. And it isn't until she's punished and she's got to mm-hmm. clean out kennels and she she gets a look at these dog handlers that she pretty much says, huh, what if I can do that? Maybe that's my, maybe I can do that. And I loved how she asked and she's flat out denied. They're like going, Really? No. This you need A, B, C, D to do this. You're not even close. Well, it's not like it's not that they denied her. They just told her everything she needs to do in order to get that. And the kind of officer you you are proving to be right now, not probably not going to happen. And right. then she goes on her own. It's not. I don't think it was necessarily to prove them wrong. It was to prove to herself she that she could do this. And uh, I like that whole scene um, of her, you know, well, do I get it? <laughs> I, I like the, the way that they set this up. Like, you have to score this. You have to do this on the, you know, obstacle course, whatever. But it gave her the opportunities. Like, you have to change your ways first to even achieve what you want. Right. Um, it was more of, like, self-reflection. Like, look at yourself. Do you think you're in a position to accomplish all right. this? And she had that moment. She's like, oh, crap, i got to straighten up yeah. if I really want to go about this. Yeah, because all of these soldiers, they're better than you, and they deserve to have that mm-hmm. dog by their side. Uh, and, and I liked how she went about and accomplished that, you know, even more for herself, other than just proving people wrong. Um, and I liked... Do I get a box? Do I get a dog? You get a box. <laughs> <laughs> but I, again, everything had to be earned uh, mm-hmm. In in this movie, and I appreciate that because there was no free lunch, so to speak. Yeah, but even with the can, as much as you can joke about it, she still went through it and treated it like a real situation. Right. As as laughable as it is, she right. still it showed her character like how serious she is about Absolutely. going about this, um, which I enjoyed. Yeah. But yeah, Kate Mara actually working with Rex, um, the 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 real name. Right. Uh, of the dog was called Varco, but um, they, you know, they they actually had to build this bond because Varco himself, the dog, is actually not a bomb sniffing dog. Um, right. they, so they uh, developed the relationship organically, like spending a lot of time together, mm-hmm. um, developing the trust between each other, and also kind of both learning at the same time of how to handle, um, you know, how to handle the the training situation. Right. Um, so it was both. Both of them were learning, which I enjoyed. You can just, because you saw that that real progression on screen, right? Yeah, and as a dog owner myself, I mean, he's he's in the booth working with <laughs> Anthony is. right now. He's doing Brady. our ones and zeros, Brady. Um, yeah, you see that bond develops over time. There are a couple of if we go into more scenes, there was another scene that really affected me uh, deeply. But you're right about that, Marissa, and that. We did see this bond grow, and it was very... That's the other thing, too. It was very organic. You know, it was it was an organic way that it happened. There was nothing overly schmaltzy about it. And again, Megan Levy had to earn the respect of 
of her dog, of her animal. Something and then it became as simple mutual. as like wrapping paw, a, a paw. paw. Mm-hmm. Um, but like that has to develop the trust that you're not afraid of each other. Yeah. That you can work together. There was a con- there was something that was said a couple of times in this movie that cuz I mean you seem if you're a dog owner you seem to be in perpetual training, right? Mm-hmm. But something that I had never heard before was it goes from the leash down. Yeah. It goes from the leash down. It's a, it's a now obsolete protocol where the the handlers <clears throat> are actually tethered to their actual right. dog. But I like the whole like the dog can sense from you, from just being on the leash, mm-hmm. how the owner is. And that brought a, a new perspective uh, for me. Even when I came home after seeing this movie, I had a further appreciation for my little pup. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, it's what a harrowing thing to not only do you have to bond with your animal, right? But you got to train it to do something that's so life threatening. Yeah, on the fields, um, and have that dog perform like perfectly because so many lives depend on it. Uh, yeah, and and going off of like building that trust and having you know actually being connected to the dog. It was like and it's not just dogs. There are other animals that are exact same way. Right? Like horses, you have to learn how to bond with them and do it and develop the trust because horses can also always sense if like if you're tense. Or one night it, it knows. Right. Um, it won't be able to, like, jump or run or in, in certain ways. Um, yeah. So it's, it's not just with dogs, but, like, that need for the actual connection and being on the same page with your animal mm-hmm. is very vital, especially in the situation when lives depend on Yeah. It. And it was the connection that Megan Levy needed in her life to go on, to move forward. Uh that's what I found very special because once she started, if you if you if you think about it, right? Once she started this connection with her dog, once she got, once she worked for this, her connection with other people became far better as well. Mm-hmm. That's how she was able to play cards. She was able to have find maybe some love in her heart as well towards another human being. And it bettered her relationship with all those around her by this one connection. There's nothing simple about that connection, but that one connection it was able to open up her heart and soul so that she had better connections with the people around her, the people that she had to save. Yeah. So it's that to me is what makes so another aspect that makes this a, a special movie. Yeah, um, do, we can talk about the the actual dog Farco because sure. he wasn't you know um, really trained for bomb sniffing, but they of course casting dog to the real life Rex. Uh, they they wanted a dog that looked as close to the the real life dog as possible. Um, so they they had Farco there, but they actually used three different types of dogs. Sure. Farco was the the main one, and during filming Kate Mara, um, because of he wasn't fully trained mm-hmm. in, in that sense that they, they kind of made this game of every time he did f- sniff out a bomb that she would use treats. Treats, so that yeah. You know, that reinforcement type Absolutely. of training. Um, but it eventually became a game once they were actually filming the real scenes. Yeah. And, you know, the other thing, too, with, with, with the dog, because when we first meet Rex, he's already a handful. Mm-hmm. You know, Rex is a handful. And... 
uh, you could be skittish around people. And German shepherds, um, I, in my neighborhood when I grew up in Peabody, Massachusetts, a, a, a good friend of mine, they had two German shepherds. And I would never approach those dogs unless either my friend or my friend's parents were there. Because these dogs, they were, they, were, they were meant to, if somebody broke into the house, they were meant to attack. Once my friend was there or his parents were there, those dogs were like the friendliest dogs that you can be, right? Oh, yeah. But I, I would never venture to, uh, to, to, to approach them without those parameters. Because German Shepherds, they could be scary dogs. And when she, that scene where she walked up to his uh, kennel and he oh, jumped up yeah. like, I jump back. You'd be afraid I of totally this dog. get that, you know. Um, um, and Varco did a great job. <laughs> oh, definitely, definitely. Um, uh, if you download our rundown, there's uh, a whole paragraph or like a whole section that I put in um, more facts about the dog sniffing um, program. Like some facts and like why they use dogs, um, and what makes dogs more instrumental in in finding. Why do bonds. they use dogs? Oh, it's, it's fascinating. Let me tell you the ways. Um, so back in 1997, the Defense Advanced Research Program uh, Projects Agency, also known as DARPA, they launched this program to use dogs instead. But it, it does date back to like World War Two. They experimented using dogs um, in the. Tr- in the front lines of wars, but in 1946, actually, the British Army trained dogs to uh, to police for possible explosives in disputed areas such as Palestine um, back in World War II. But also in 1970, they they started developing a clear protocol for training dog, sniffer dogs um, a, a certain technique that would prove essential for after 9/11. Um, the need for bomb dogs and finding, you know, dead bodies and more explosives. But um, you, we talked about, we always see German shepherds and stuff, but there is also a reason. Um, bloodhounds and basset hounds are breeds with arguably the best noses, um, but neither have the emotional or psychological temperament to do well in the field. But German shepherds and Belgian, Melanois, and Labrador dogs, right. Labrador dogs have proven to be top dogs for snippet sniffing out explosives and the first two breeds because of their unwavering work ethic and later due to its um, insatiable appetite for food and play. So the dogs have the actual technical... Yeah, they have the technical abilities to sniff out the dogs, yeah. but also you can... They're, um, they're the better, more ideal dogs to also work with in such... Um, oh, stressful situations. Yeah, that makes sense. Very temperament uh, to do that job too, especially when there's uh, uh, distraction mm-hmm. going on, um, which they sort of talk about too in this movie. Um, I mentioned Tom Felton at the top, but his character gives them a briefing, going whatever you've been trained to do. It's not even going to be it. close. And he goes, and there's going to be times where your dog, like, there's so much going on, you've gotta like your dog's not gonna know what's going on yeah. and something you have to be prepared for everything and we can't prepare you enough i thought that that was a really great speech to them it was a really cool Actually, scene it's, it's one of the best um prep you know pep <clears throat> talks um b- before going being deployed also more interesting facts about uh sure the, the actual dog the reason why they use dogs because their anatomy allows them to actually 
sniff out bombs better than like any other human. Part of the um, the cerebral activity in dogs that the dogs are forty times more. Oh, sorry, forty times more of their brain is dedicated to analyzing scents than they are to like a human or any other mm-hmm. animal, and uh, because uh, humans only have about six million receptors to the nose to distinguish um, odors and different types of smell. The dog has about 300 million. Um, And so dogs literally are, uh, like, anatomically more built to smell out different scents that uh, humans can't or any other animals can't. Like, I know uh, dogs can sniff out one teaspoon of sugar in a pool size that's too football field size sure like that big for something that small so dogs can literally sniff out bombs yeah yeah if trained you know been trained properly yeah and my my dog sniffs a lot you know just 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 going outside and uh it's very funny too if you're a dog owner my dog like even though he'll he's just seen me He'll turn around and then he'll sniff me again. It's like, you know who I am already. <laughs> it's like, oh, maybe they swapped them out with somebody. But, uh, yeah, it's very fascinating to what dogs are able to accomplish. Um, you know, even more so, you know, I could smell I could smell uh, a good onion and garlic olive oil base for, for marinara sauce in the, you know, in the north end of Boston. But <laughs> for, for many of the things that a dog can smell, I'm probably thankful that I can't. You know, probably thankful for that. Well, you know, and talking about you can smell like the the different ingredients in, in something. Dogs are kind of the same way. Um, when they sniff out, they they can be trained to sn- sniff out different materials and different scents of like gunpowder and um, actual explosives and drugs the, and drugs like different types yeah. of smell if um, been trained through the program. So it can literally like sense guns, explosives, X, Y, Z. Right. Um, that humans can. Yeah. It's fascinating. So download the rundown. There are so many more facts. I just nerded out a little bit. Um, <laughs> I want to, um, can we, I, I want to talk about a, two scenes in particular in this movie that, that I found were, were riveting and very fat. One very riveting. The other one, it was a fascinating choice of point of view. Um, the, the 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 one scene the riveting scene I thought was the scene that I mentioned uh, in my review the the, motor, the 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 checkpoint scene oh yes so I loved how this scene was composed and edited together um, because we have a checkpoint we have Rex and Megan and their a car comes up which they feel shady is shady <laughs> questionable iffy, questionable meanwhile like. About six, seven, eight cars, cars back, there's a motorcycle that's revving and it's backfiring. Sounds, S- like, sounds a like a gunshot going off. And it's just continual. And we have soldiers going over there to try to stifle that motorcycle. Then we have this scene over here with a potential bomb in a car. And I was, it. I sort of kind of likened it. it was, I was made to feel uncomfortable and i was on edge okay i don't i'm assuming you were too because i couldn't be the only i think that was oh, very deliberate right up this suspense it reminded me there's this scene in boogie nights with alfred molina 
where he's talking with Mark Wahlberg and some people, and he's in this this house, and he's throwing those snaps. Uh, you know those things that I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah. He's throwing these snaps the in the ground. Poppers. Yeah, yeah, poppers, I guess. Because that scene makes you so uncomfortable that every time he throws one, you sort of kind of jump. And, man, the way that that scene was composed, the way that it was edited, and then we find out there's nothing going on with the car, but there was the hint. But then I love the scene where the guy's like, the guy was like, look, hey, I cooperated. Mm -hmm. Uh, I told you. Here, if you want Xbox, and he goes to approach him, and Rex goes, Rex is just like, get back. That was a great scene. But then I also learned, like, this lesson. And I guess it's probably common practice because the little boy goes, what's your dog's name? And she's like, Rex. They drive off. And that guy's like, what the hell are you doing? You never tell the name of your dog. So you can have one of these kids call your dog over. And, like, and I was like, oh, that makes so much sense. And, like, what I liked about that particular scene is, like, this is the first time we, the audience, actually see her working with Rex in the field. Like, all that training, I was like, it has to equal up to something. Like, now we're actually seeing it in play. And it was also one of the first times where Megan was, like, like a human actually trying to make a human connection with yes. the kid. Yeah. And um, and I think also just like that slow build up of suspense. What's going to happen? This is her first mission. You know. Yeah. Everything it, could go south on the first try. Yep. And it was very just well constructed and such. And then the other scene that I wanted to talk about too is that scene um, with the rug salesman where uh, Rex right. actually finds his first uh, cache of weapons, right? Yeah. It was a great scene. And again, it built this tenseness, the suspense, right? Could be something going on, don't know, but Rex knows something. They find the cache of weapons. Shortly thereafter, Rex and Megan are sitting down, uh, like at a house with their backs to the wall. And a soldier comes up to to say, hey, good job out there today, soldier. Here's what I found very interesting of that scene. So we go to a sort of, I guess, a POV, the soldier's complimenting and congratulating Megan for her job, but the camera was seemed to have been set above Rex's head because we're seeing it from the point of view of his head. So it's Rex looking at the soldier because we had, you know, the dog ears, and Rex uh, looking at the soldier as the soldier's talking to Megan. So I found it a very interesting choice of to where to put the camera because I the way I interpreted the scene was by extension the soldier should be congratulating Rex as well he you know and that's what she did she gave the credit to yeah. Rex it was like it was him um, yeah, that's just, what because you know Rex himself is a character yeah in the movie who's like very vital to this whole film yeah um, I enjoy well I think my my favorite or like the the most the the scene that like really um there's like two scenes in in my opinion um when they're actually on the mission and they search for all those bombs along the road and then there was a whole shootout right um i i think that really indicated just how far they have come along with their relationship megan and rex um after having found all those bombs like surface level right um the and then having the explosive actually going off that, that I, I think the execution of that scene because there was no music 
Right. And it, it cuts a silence where the the bomb blast was very impactful. Yeah, the that scene too in particular. Again, I can I can I can connect that to Catherine Bigelow's The Hurt Locker too, which built suspense because it's all about a a guy whose job bomb. is to you know explosives. Yeah, explosives and try to defuse them. And Bigelow sets up suspense. Now, granted, that movie was very rated R, you know. But even, again, in a PG-13 movie, when they're sniffing out the bombs, again, I know the whole point of it is for us to be uncomfortable and for us to be held in suspense. And how is this going to happen? So when they start walking off, when that bomb goes off, there's a tremendous shot of both dog... And, and Megan, Megan flying off, off screen, off screen, and it was just again, it was just it was a stunt piece. The scene where Kate gets blown up was a very big stunt piece. Um, there were so many moving parts that it could have gone wrong between fires, explosions, and injuries. It was four days in the making plus five hours of rehearsal, but all of that preparation made it look Real. entirely authentic. Um, and again, the harsh realities of war. And add to that, then a gunfight. Yeah, and that's what, that's what I loved about it because after we get an IED explosion on the road, and she still gets up and continues the mission. Right. Um, like I think most people would be like, "No, I'm done for the day." But like she had a job to do, and that's what. And she made the best arguments during during this when all of them are like, "No, right. you're injured. Just you know." You know, take the bench, um, but she's like, we th- like we found all these bombs because of us. It's like right. you guys are literally sitting ducks. You can't continue this mission without us, and that just shows like how much how integral those two were. Yeah, after everything they've been through, that they literally they can't do anything without them. No, and and it just it just went to show too. I, again, the we talk about heroism, right? We talk. There's a lot of talk this summer about comic book heroism, which is fantastic. Okay, it's fantastical world, right? But it is. I mean, that's you know, that's why there's a lot of talk of like Wonder Woman and all. But when you have a woman like Megan Levy and you have Rex, for her after that bomb blast, to to tell those men, it's like, no, I'm good. I'm good to go. We need to go. And that gunfight too was a pretty intense scene. Yeah. Uh, and and, and it, just just showing like Rex it, knew what was was happening and as a dog doing the best that he could to save everyone. That the wearing down uh one of the Marines said so he wouldn't get hit by shots. Yep. Or, uh, shots fired. Um, right. Oh my god that scene. When the when dog he's literally pulls starts, him down yeah. to the ground. Yeah. Saves his life. It 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 and again it's a it's a it's a perfectly orchestrated scene when you think about it. Because we as the audience, we don't know why Rex is going crazy. Mm-hmm. It's behavior that we saw when we first met Rex. But since he's created his bond, we really hadn't seen that before. And it was as if you can sort of buy into the fact that maybe due to the bomb blast that he was off his game, uh, off his game and he was maybe losing it. But then you realize, well, he's really not. He senses more danger. And to your point, he saves that soldier. And then that this gunfight happens. They're pinned down. Intense. And tr- also, tremendous. like, even when they're trying to escape, yeah. you know, and she falls out of the convoy, 
Rex jumps out to to save her to right. to help her, but because like that's how true their bond was mm-hmm. that even Rex the dog would not let a soldier no like no man left behind. Right. I loved. Yeah. I loved. Yeah, it's. Uh, very well crafted scene. What was your other one? You said you had two. Oh, oh yeah. So, so, so that's um, w- one of my favorite scenes. And then the second one was when, uh, unfortunately, after all this, um, the what she it was a tr- traumatic experience, but also physically debilitating. Um, the real Megan Levy had her eardrum blown out, so she had to go through rehabilitation and stuff. But this was unfortunately the time where they got separated. Right. Um, Rex was in rehabilitation so was Megan and they couldn't be together right. just because of the circumstances but when we saw Megan go through this period of depression because she mm-hmm. lost essentially did lose someone in, important in her life and when she's at the therapy um, that therapy session group yeah, and the, the lady was like what would you say to Rex and this just showed like how great this relationship became and was important to her when she said I would thank Rex for, you know, showing me what love is. And mm-hmm. Like I was bawling in theater. Yeah, like, I mean, I like I literally lost it. Yeah, it's it, and that's why it transcended to me. It's 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 above and beyond. It's what I was saying before. This movie is really about reconnecting or connections. Period. And whether you learn it from another human being or whether it's from an animal, equally as important. And it. It, it really showcases that she realizes in her life that things were empty and hollow. And, and, and this in Rex, like it was like I was saying before, because of Rex, she was able to interact and have more connectivity to people as mm-hmm. well. Allowed her and to so, love. Yeah. Losing Rex like that is, is, is akin to losing a limb, you know, or, you know, an extremity. That was her extremity. And um, speaking of connections, too, I want to take it one step further. There's the scene, the sad scene, where we find that Tom Felton's character uh, dies. Died. Right? Suicide bomber. Suicide bomber. But his dog survived the blast. And the dog comes back on base, and he's damaged. And he's looking Chico. around. Chico. And he's looking around. And some... I forget if it was Common, the gunny. Forget mm-hmm. who it was that said to Megan, yeah, he's looking for for his owner. Mm-hmm. And he'll probably continue to always look for his owner. That scene emotionally impacted me because of things in my personal life where I've lost. And my dog, there's not a day that goes by where my dog doesn't enter a bedroom uh, or wait at the garage for his mom to come home. Mm-hmm. And when I saw that scene, it yeah, it, it impacted me in a way because I I see it every day. I see it every day with my little Brady. And it's such a it furthers that bond with between man and animal, woman and animal, whoever you may be, where that animal really does take to you and bond uh that way. And so that scene actually was so impactful that it was there that this dog is going to look for his thing forever. Uh, I thought it was very, I thought it was, again, it was well constructed, well put together. It earned its emotions. And again, I got to go back to Tom Felton. 
He's a, you know, Draco Malfoy, the person, the kid that you love to hate, right? And then he's in Planet of the Apes. He plays another jerk. And in a lot of movies, he's in Murder in the Forest as well. And I just like the fact that they had the courage to put him in a role where he really, he pulled it off. I'm like, good. Thank God. Not that he's, he'll ever, he'll always forever be Draco Malfoy and he should be happy for that. But I just liked seeing him because he helped Megan Levy. Mm-hmm. You know, he liked her. He shepherded her. He mentored her in a way, right? Yeah. I really thought that, uh, I thought that he did an amazing job. And it was great to see him shed that and play a sympathetic character for when the scene where he dies comes. Right. It, you felt sad. I also, I really liked Common in this film. Me too. Who, who played Gunny because he was that strict military authoritative figure that that helped shape Megan sure. get back into, you know, like, you, you got to change your ways if you want to succeed in the Marines. Right. Um, he, he was strict when he needed to be, but also he was friendly and understanding also when he needed to be. Yeah. And he he also, like, when she's trying to get the dog back, like, he gives her advice and was actually like, if you want to see him, you can, I like, I can help you arrange right. that. Um, so, like, he did become a friend at the end of, yeah. um, that she also needed. Yeah. He was someone, too, that helped her move forward. Uh, and he did it in a, uh, he did it in a way that, could be viewed as militaristic, but he did it out of like, okay, she at least showed me that she's going to put in the effort, so I'm at least going to give her as a soldier the respect and say, okay. But again, you're going to have to earn a dog. Um, mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I find that the um, the making of this movie too, um, you know, I, I have a connection in a sense uh, to someone in the, who who is who helped. In this movie, so principal photography began on October twelfth of twenty fifteen. So it took uh, twenty fifteen. We're in twenty seventeen now. Mm-hmm. Production shifted to southern Spain, where ver- veteran production designer Ed Vero recreated Iraqi war environments. Now, I actually worked with Ed Vero. He was the production guy on Contact, uh, of and I can tell you, definitely not not only professional. One of the nicest people, oh, like good. when you're putting together on set and hey, putting to, you know, research department that just dealt with Iraq. I would have never guessed Spain. Yeah, Spain. yeah I mean, so that to me in, in filming this movie, I, you know, I, I just uh, I was like, hey, someone that I actually worked with before. So that so for me, that was pretty cool. But I liked the detail put into this movie because I did feel like they were going to Fallujah and, yeah. and and their locations were perfect and everything looked again, there was nothing in this movie that I could say, meh. Everything was very authentic, which led to the realism of the relationship too. Yeah, even when it comes like down to the houses that she was in in the beginning of the film, like when she <laughs> went to her mom's house or her dad's house. Right. Um, but like everything felt real. Um, and I, what I enjoyed about this film, because we've seen, we've talked about a lot of war films here. Absolutely. Now. Things like American Sniper and all sure. the, um, all Zero the Dark ones. Thirty, I yeah. believe we did, yep. Um, but there, some of those films, when you're in a location, can be long. Mm-hmm. I mean, American Sniper, every time he went on another tour, that was like another hour of your life watching and 
I'm serious. And but watching Megan and and Rex when she was out on tour, it didn't feel too long. It didn't overstate its welcome. It was long enough where you got all the the real beats of what each scene did when it came to the checkpoint, when it came to the actual shootout scene. Um, it didn't feel too long where it was like, oh, my God, can we get out of this place? Yeah. Um, that's what I enjoyed. There was a nice balance between the, you know, the home life, the home base, especially when they went stateside and out there in the field. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it didn't overstay its welcome um, for a quote-unquote if you want to call it a war movie, its runtime was was relatively was relatively short. One hour fifty six yeah. minutes. So we're not even at a two hour mark. Uh, I never felt pummeled like over the head. Um, mm-hmm. There was just the right, like you said, balance in between the harshness of war. War can how war can damage a soul, but also how through this. Um, you can fix and get better and become stronger um, working with your animal. And it was because of this war that she's, that Megan learned of connection. I wanted to ask you a question because you, you, you mentioned the home life, right? Her home environment with her mom and stepdad. Not the greatest. Not the greatest, right? Agreed. But the scene specifically that I'm, wanted to talk to you. I wanted, I wanted your feelings on this. Is the scene where Megan is home. She's home from the war. She's recovering. And she's depressed because she doesn't have Rex. Mm-hmm. And Edie Falco is the mom. And Edie Falco is fantastic, right? A person that you didn't really like. You almost understood where she was coming from. There was love behind her actions, but just but not it wasn't in the set right up. Way. It wasn't in the right way. That's. I wanted to ask about her bringing the dog home. What did you think uh, about that scene? Because I guess you can think of it almost two ways. On one hand, it was sort of sweet, but I understand Megan Levy, Kate Mara's Megan Levy, or Megan Levy's mm-hmm. thinking of that process. Well, I, I think it's like you can understand the mom wants to help. Yes, um, you can tell like. Because the mom wasn't really ever that present and, like, didn't really connect with her daughter. And she just wanted to help her daughter. So, like, for for just the thought, I appreciate, as a right. mother, doing, like, that's the best she could do. Mm-hmm. But, um, but I can also understand why Megan Levy was like, you can't replace Rex. You can't fix, fix the situation that I'm going in. It was a nice thought. It was a nice right. gesture. Yeah. But it didn't seem genuine. Yeah, it was... Because, again, that's a scene that, in maybe another movie, that would come off as the child just being a brat, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the mom comes home and says, look, I have a, look, which, you're right, it's a sweet gesture. But within the confines of this story, you understand where Megan Levy's coming from. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and then I wanted to talk about, too, the connection and the relationship she has with her, her real dad, her father. Yeah. Um, I uh, love this for- because I think at the beginning of the film, they they built up that, like, we hear from the mother that the father is, like, not really present. Right. But when, like, the mother wasn't connecting with Megan Levy, she would go to the father, and the father was more likable that... Um, Within the film, and I loved that he came around and actually had his moment of, you know, that being that the best parental figure he could be, 
and pretty much talking some sense into her. Yeah. Getting her to, like, realize she's not doing anything other than, I mean, it sounds insensitive, but, like, she is depressed, but what is she doing about it other than feeling sad? Right. It's like, do something about it. Um, and that's what I love from the father, that he helped get her back on track. Yeah, he was uh, very well played. Uh, I thought he did a good job. Um, I like the scene with um, the Mets gift basket. Yeah. Why don't I just throw this away? Oh, okay. So if I'm gonna if I'm gonna say anything negative about this movie, it's that Megan's a Yankees fan. I'm from Boston. I'm Red Sox. Oh. So you know, with the whole Yankees thing, I mean, I actually thought, I thought that it was that a was, nice running joke. Though. It was a nice running joke, and, and again, it was it was connection wise. Uh, I thought it was really well done, and I did like how that real father and daughter relationship built, mm-hmm. um, and it gave her a new purpose too in, in, in really pursuing and getting Rex. Something very interesting too, Edie mm-hmm. Falco actually had a yeah, a connection had to a the connection. real Megan Levy because Megan Levy's real father uh, was head of the Teamsters crew that worked on the Sopranos. Sopranos. So for a while, her dad was actually her driver in the show, and she didn't know that until they started shooting, and she finally met Megan. How crazy is that? Small world. <laughs> How crazy is that? Small world. But Edie Falco, too, was, was uh, fantastic. You brought up Common. Uh, he did a really good job. I, I bought him as a gunny. Um, I, I even I, liked um, I even liked R- Ramon uh, R- Rodriguez, who yeah. played Morales, because... Yeah. I think the the film does such a great job of establishing a relationship between Megan and Rex, but then also that allowed Megan to have a relationship with another human being. And this relationship, um, Copperthwaite said that she actually had a long-distance Skype session with uh, Roman to, to, to get him on board. And uh, to, But the, the reason why, uh, um, I believe, actually, in real life, Megan Levy actually married this person in real life but in the film they broke up because the the main relationship you want to focus on is megan and rex not megan and matt morales yeah i found it very interesting and not that i'm disappointed with the way that it ended but i think that was because of through rex again she was open up she was able to open up her heart to the idea of actually falling in love with someone. So had they ended up together, I don't think that would have lessened her bond with Rex. If anything, maybe enhance it even more. So I found it interesting that they didn't in the movie end up together, but it isn't, again, this isn't a movie, this isn't a, a movie about romance. It is a movie about connection and learning for yourself and how you can reconnect with 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 people and i think that it showed that she could fall in love and that that to me is the important part uh, of the of the movie and i thought he did a really good job um yeah i like i liked him yeah um, I, I thought yeah me and too. i knew he was uh, he was gonna stick around for a while it was it was something nice to watch that she was connecting to another person um so in, in the film we see comparing a little bit about the real life Megan to the film version. In the film, Megan Levy got the attention of New York Senator Charles Schumer um, to, in order, uh, like, to to get the dog back and whatnot. But actually, in real life, 
um, the real Megan uh, called up Jerry Donnellan, who was a man who assists with veteran causes for in, in Levy's home country of Rockland, New York. And um, he contacted Senator Schumer. And then the senator sent a letter to Michael B. Donnelly, the Secretary of Air Force. Right. But, um, and the Air Force handles the, the dog training pro- military program. And then he, in, in his letter, Schumer wrote that the bond that they had forged, Megan and, and Rex had forged, um, uh, uh, and, account, and the countless lives that they sa- saved and urged, it, it allowed Levy to finally be able to adopt um, Rex. Yeah. And again, what you just, condensing it the way they put it into the movie mm-hmm. makes so much sense. What's What's fascinating is, and I'm sure... There was no intent whatsoever, right? I mean, because Senator Schumer has been in the news a lot lately uh, because of current political affairs. So when his name came up, I was like, oh, I know him. <laughs> it's like, I know who they're talking about. I see person. him on TV every single day. <laughs> I go, he's funny, too. Um, so I, I liked that scene. I liked how she was in her uniform. Yeah. You know, and uh, and and it, oh, go ahead. No, 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 please. And also, uh, Megan Levy, because uh, like she loved the Marines, she didn't want to go about it in a, an aggressive right. way. She did it in a very respectful way. And uh, Donalyn, um, they actually helped put a, to a packet together um, that was sent out to Senator Andy uh, Schumer, and he's the one who helped get it out to the press right. and made it public and got everyone to, to sign the petition. But she um, successfully got over 20,000 yeah. signatures for yeah. this petition, um, which helped uh, put more pressure on the federal government to allow to expedite the adoption process right. between Megan and Rex. You know what was interesting for me in this movie? Uh, and again, I, I just think that it's it's a it's a strength. We as the audience, we go, what the hell? Like, why is this so hard? Like, mm-hmm. obviously they have a bond, but I believe it's Common's character Gunny said, you know, these dogs are trained to do this one thing. He goes, you go explain to the They're parents of that kid who's holding a toy gun, and your dog just mauled him. Because he's got a toy gun in his hand. And I didn't think of it that way. But that training is so ingrained uh, into the animal that I can understand how the, the, you know, the process of whether the dog is adoptable or unadoptable. Um, I also Unadoptable was actually on Rex's real record. Right. And... I appreciate how we sort of the movie made a villain out of the nurse because that nurse was just you right. know just didn't understand. Like, yeah, and we as the audience, like I told you, that was a sensitive area. Don't touch that area. You know, he's an adoptable dog, and I think it makes the fight that so that when she overcomes this, she overcomes that nurse, that stamp of unadoptable, and she finally gets Rex. Look. The scene where she sees Rex at the uh, res- resignation ceremony. Yeah, retirement ceremony. The retirement ceremony. Um, again, that's another very emotional scene that's very much earned. Oh, man. I was bawling. And I'm so glad I was by myself. It, it, um, 
Yeah, I was. I was. Uh, well, I mean, I was in a theater full of other people, but the lights were off. People couldn't. Yeah, see. Yeah, no, I was. Uh, you know, I was. I was actually heartened to see that I shared a cinema with uh, a good handful of teenagers. You know, schools out here in Los Angeles, and uh, that they actually chose to go see this movie. I was like, hey, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And I know that they each, each and every one loved the movie. Uh, there were a couple of dates going on and the girls had uh, the the napkins uh, to their face. So I know <laughs> that that movie worked really well. Um, but again, going back to when she gets the dog um, and she sees the dog at the retirement ceremony. Aww, it's a great yeah. scene. It was. It's a great scene. And knowing like what she went through to to get finally get Rex back. Um, in real life, Megan was discharged for uh, like was dis- honorably discharged right. in two thousand seven, and it, it was a four year battle in trying to get Rex. Like after four years, yeah. she finally was able to get him. Yeah, and to me, it was. Um, I guess well, it was very sad that uh, he was sick. They didn't go into his sickness, his Ill, Rex's illness, that no, is, no. in the movie, but because, he had had a palsy. Yeah, in, uh, in real life, uh, the military yeah. let Rex go because he had developed a facial palsy, yeah. which um, had a lot of nerve paralysis to, right. to the face that he couldn't properly function as a bottom right. sniffer anymore. And so, and, and maybe because my math sucks, uh, <laughs> I didn't really get a sense as to how much time they had together again, but it was actually only eight months. Eight months, yeah. Um, but they had, you know, great eight months and all that time together. The importance of this movie was that Megan Levy was able to not only get Rex, but to rebuild her life, rebuild her connections with life and with other people. And she learned this from her from her dog, her bomb-sniffing dog. So, um, yeah, it's uh, yeah. What what I also like to say this like how many people <clears throat> were involved with helping her getting the dog back. Um, the story had actually caught the <laughs> attention of Yankee owner Randy Levine and his wife Mindy, who helped Levy bring Rex home. So, yeah. Yankees were a part of it as much yeah. as you don't like them. Um, oh, I know, but she got to go to Yankee Stadium yep, so with her doggy. Um, if you're tuning into the iTunes version, we have a picture of the real Megan Levy and and her dog Rex being honored at the Yankee Stadium. Yeah, which the day that they actually filmed the scene, um, which is the the last scene in the film, that was one year to date of when that actually, uh, uh, like when they started filming. Mm-hmm. I thought it was. Or, yeah. Or, sorry, the, the date when that actually happened yeah. to the real life menu. Yeah. So, and again, okay, so it's the Yankees, but uh, <laughs> it's a great scene uh, I nonetheless. I just, it's, it, it, um, yeah, it was just very fitting for the movie. I also like how they had those um, short videos Oh, <laughs> Rex oh, yeah. at the pool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, I'll get it for you. Um, it was good to see Rex outside of wartime for the little bit that we got to see that. Yeah, like he had a happy life afterwards. Sure. Um, and he earned it. Yeah. That's the thing. And like, and that's what um, I really enjoyed out of like 
not just showcasing what he was capable of doing and what he accomplished, but also at the end, he was also rewarded. Yeah, um, I agree. I really enjoyed So let's talk numbers, shall we? Sure, um, sure. So, I mean, you, you have more updated numbers than I do. Yeah, so as of, as of the 15th, um, you know, domestic, and, and all we have is... Uh, all we have is our domestic numbers. Again, this was released by an independent company called Bleecker Street. Um, so they, they they release movies such as this. Uh, it goes out on... Uh, they it went out my on tweet, oh, About 2,000... Yeah, they like mine too, yeah. um, which is very, very sweet and kind of them. Megan Levy um, and Bleecker Street like my tweet about this. Yeah, which is awesome. And um, so just under uh, 2,000 locations... Uh, this movie opened up 1,956 uh, 1, locations, um, and it thus far has brought in about $5 million. Um, so to me, you know, I want this movie to do more. If you're watching us, maybe you haven't seen us. A lot of people watch us without having seen the movie. We really can't spoil <laughs> this movie for you because it is a true story. You can it look is. it up online. And it's not that old of a story, too. More than the past 10 years, yeah, at least, Yeah, within the last right? decade. So if you're watching us and you're like, hopefully we're encouraging you, go see this movie in its second week. Skip skip your third seeing of Wonder Woman and yeah. go see Megan Levy, for crying out loud. And show some patriotism and, and, to your country. Yeah, and well, and above and beyond that, take your mom to it. Take your, take your dad take and say... Anybody. Take anybody and go, look, Megan Levy... This is a movie. It was directed by a woman. She does a fantastic job in telling this story. Go see this movie if you haven't already. And if you have and you're watching us, thank you. And hopefully you're telling your friends and family. I told my dad, a former Marine. And he's telling all of his soldier buddies as well um, about this movie. He looked it up and he's like, oh, I have to. He and his significant other, uh, she, she too is an animal lover. So mm-hmm. if you're an animal lover, you're going to like this movie. It doesn't cheat you. If you're just a movie lover, you're going to love this movie because it's a really good story. And it's told very well. Also, so. Yeah, and it's getting positive recognition, too. Absolutely. Um, the Got Your Six, which is a nonprofit um, organization that promotes... Uh, they, they, they also... Um, they they normalize depictions of veterans on film and television. And they honored this film for its realistic portrayal of the of the veterans. And Copperthwaite uh, uh, said, "We're very proud to receive the Got Your Six certification." We all say, "Thank you for your service." Um, in many ways, we're not just as equipped as civilians to give veterans what they need. But Megan Le- Levy sheds light on a specific story that hopefully it cracks the issue open a little bit. Our research shows that do. In part to the narratives they see in the film and television, most people view veterans as broken heroes, um, said Got Your Six executive producer um, Bill Roush. That's why we're proud to recognize projects like Megan Levy that defy stereotypes to accurately portray our veteran men and women as they are, civic assets and community leaders in small towns and big cities across America. Well, the real-life Megan Levy went on to be um, teaching Bob Sniffing for in New York City mm-hmm. for security, which is actually pretty cool um you know we were talking reception so rotten tomatoes this is an 81 percent which is which is high high. (laughs) okay now i want to again say right cinema let's please um (laughs) cinema score is an a let me tell you something wonder woman on cinema score is an a too i am telling you 
people, you will love this movie. I, 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 seriously, I can't endorse this movie enough. And since we are in this heightened sense, since we're in this heightened state of equality, right? You, you should support. You should support it all the way through. Not just because there's a comic book movie that, that's out making a ton of money. You need to support this and Gabriella Coppertwaite's vision and storytelling because it's it's worth it. You won't be saddened, but it needs to be part of your discussion as well. Uh, truly, I think it's equally as good. A an A in Cinema Score, eighty one percent. Like we said, Rotten Tomatoes. It's high. Eighty six for audience. I mean, it's high. Yeah, that's and high. And also, the real Megan Levy herself says, "Like, I'm really happy." She approves of this film. She said they did a good job, and I hope people enjoy it. I'm sure there's somebody else in my shoes somewhere in the military. If I just put this out there and just help somebody else be able to get their dog back a little bit easier without stress, I'm for that. Mm-hmm. So am I. Yeah, me too. I I just think the whole story is so worth it. And again, I went in only knowing from what I saw in the trailer, right? Having a dog myself, okay, I get it. I just didn't realize how emotionally invested I was going to get into this movie. Mm-hmm. And I, I sat with my mouth open just going, wow, okay, wow. This is getting me, like, right here. Yeah. Wow. Okay, because I've seen a lot of these movies, you know, and some of them just aren't that good. And this one never cheated me. It never felt the emotions. Everything it earned, was it never earned. was cheated. Yeah, everything yeah. was earned, and like, and you you have to give props to uh, actual Rex. Um, sure, he passed absolutely. away on December twenty second, two thousand and twelve. Yeah. But hopefully, you know, we honor actual dogs too because they are veterans. They have mm-hmm. they have seen the exact same wars as humans, and they come back to stateside like with the same um, PTSD, turmoil, that- PTSD that humans go through. So like. Just because they're animals doesn't mean that they don't have emotions and feelings too. Um, they're they're also equally affected. So like I applaud every veteran and and every animal that they put through. Yeah, same um, here. And that was something else that again, it, this movie made me think about is that you know when I believe it was Gunny that was talking about. Listen, these animals come back as deeply affected as as humans do. Mm-hmm. They have PTSD. They get it too, and. Some of them are just, it saddens. What else are you going to do, right? Like, what else can you do? These dogs can do this job, right? But they can come back broken from war just as easily and just as harshly Mm -hmm. as a human being can. So uh, this movie brought that to light, I felt, uh, in a very, very nice, appropriate educational manner that didn't feel like I was taking medicine. The other thing yeah, too. Yeah, wasn't spoon fed. Didn't hit me over the head. Yeah, um, I really enjoy this film. I can't speak more highly about it, which you know we spent the last hour and a half yeah. doing. Um, I, so, like, I applaud this film on all fronts. Same. So, I, I couldn't agree with you like, more, Marissa. I'm I would very, buy this uh, film. Yeah, Hold absolutely, up. and I recommend it to everybody. Uh, I know that we have uh, plenty more movies to go see this summer, but I highly doubt that I'll be so emotionally drawn into a movie. I'm not saying I'm not going to have a good time the rest of this summer seeing some some, some, some cool movies, but I know that I, I can pretty much say that I won't be drawn in as emotionally as I was with Megan Levy. I also want to put out there, too, that I know that this movie is, is in June, 
right? So we have plenty of more months till we start getting into November, you know, November, December. Uh, maybe in, in some kooky way, you know, I don't want people to forget Kate Mara's performance, Gabrielle Galbraith-White's uh, direction, mm-hmm. um, you know. Gets recognized let's, by the Let's get recognized in one way, shape, or form. You really have to, Academy. You have to. You have to. You want to help fix a problem. You got to give the recognition when it's deserved. In this movie, it's deserved because it's a really good movie. There's quality behind this. So it's quality, support it, Academy. Quality good enough that it should be recognized for Academy Awards. And it shouldn't just be the almighty dollar. You know, I understand it, but it shouldn't just go by that. We need quality, too. Mm -hmm. And this is a quality feature film that deserves to be seen on the big screen. It'll have some, I think it'll find a nice life um, in the home entertainment market. As you said, you're going to buy it. Yeah, totally. Um, So, uh, yeah, you gotta, you have to Academy throw love and support to win. Whenever there's quality, uh, you want to make things right, support this movie support veterans support this support movie veter- yep uh, absolutely yeah i mean we've, we've talked about it in depth we both love this film absolutely it was fantastic i really yep. don't have anything else to say other than good job yeah good I job applaud. and thanks I literally applaud yeah and i'm glad i got to know about this character yeah it's Again, so worthy it's right? another story that a lot of people might not know of Right. And and I think also that it comes from a woman adds just a little bit more emotional impact. Um, not to say that if it was a man, you can't feel for this either, but just like a, a true story from a woman that should be recognized um, being in the trenches like that. like It should be recognized since there's all this talk about it. And it, and it saddens me and sometimes angers me. You need to pay attention, mm-hmm. folks. Okay, you do because there's quality filmmaking going on here. So you want you want you want a future of cinema, then you've got to really broaden your mind, studio execs, because Gabriella, can, I'm sure she can do a hell of a lot more. So yeah. just watch Megan Levy. Look at if she could pretty much bring SeaWorld to their knees. Okay. And you what can she bring does with Megan tears Lee? to everybody's eyes right. in this film. Right. So thank you, everyone, thank for you. tuning in to our uh, discussion of Megan Levy. Uh, hopefully you have seen it, because if not, we have to- talked about this whole film. In the meantime, where can everyone keep following? They can support me on Twitter, at DMovies1701. That's at DMovies1701. Great. And you can follow me on Twitter, at SerafiniTV. Follow I Megan Levy. Follow you. Yeah, I follow you. <laughs> follow Megan Levy. Follow Bleecker Street. Follow everybody. Um, this is a great film. And follow Megan Levy herself, because what a woman. Uh, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. We will see you for our next dissection. Bye. For the rest of the anatomy of a movie staff, we would like to thank you for listening and subscribing to the show. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to email or tweet us. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been Anatomy of a Movie.